This is episode 35 with Holly Ghibellini Davis. Hello, everyone. My name is Hope, and I am the host of the Bold and Brave podcast. Welcome to my show. In this podcast, I'm bearing all of it. I'm finally letting go, and I am finally letting the world in to my heart. And that's hard. I have kept the deepest, the realest, the rawest parts of myself hidden behind closed doors since I was a little girl, and I've only ever shown the world what I thought was expected of me. It was easier to be safe. It was easier to keep my mouth closed. It was easier not to ask questions. It was easier not to stir the pot or rock the boat. I didn't have anything to back up what my heart was trying to tell me. I didn't know if anyone would believe me or judge me, pick on me, criticize me, call me different. That little voice that has all of the answers has finally had enough and it is banging on my heart and it's brighter than the sun and I'm vulnerable and I'm honest and I'm full of love. And I'm sharing my most challenging and life-altering experiences on this show. I'm being bold. I'm being brave. And I'm finally exposing the real authentic self. I am finally exposing who hope is. I really hope that you enjoy the show. Pun not intended, but hey, (laughs) enjoy that one as well. (laughs) I hope that you get everything you need from this show. I want you to know how loving you are, how lovable you are, and how loved you are. I also want you to know that you are enough. Everything you do is enough. Everything that you are and everything that you will become is and will forever be enough. Holly's love for dance began at the age of three as a sequin plastered competition kid. Holly went on to travel the world dancing professionally, adding certifications in Pilates and fitness along the way, empowering others to move their bodies for almost 20 years now before residing in Perth, WA. Holly was featured in Vogue, Sydney Morning Herald and Elle magazine, just to name a few and recently helped to run and facilitate a collection of amazing bar and Pilates retreats in Bali. While living in Perth, Holly began working with Elise from the Movement Society. COVID then hit, and at the end of those three months, Holly helped Elise launch this amazing online platform and community to keep people moving during ISO. In today's podcast episode, Holly shares those confronting moments when she realized that dance was no longer the way forward for her. We dive into how Holly dealt with the guilt that followed after. We discuss what it feels like to be so scared to dive in and how freeing Holly felt once she was on the other side of that fear. Holly lets us in on her process to letting go and trusting that not knowing what is coming next is good and that the unknown is a fabulous and rewarding place to discover. So without further ado, please welcome my dearest friend, Holly. Oh my God. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
how long has it actually been? It's so nice to see your face. It's so good to see you, baby. You look so well and so happy. You. You're glowing. Ah! Yay, you too. Oh my goodness. Yay. <laughs> how long has it actually been? It's like crazy. Like- years, honey. Years. Well, when we, I think the last time I saw you was maybe a couple of years out of, out of dance world. Would have been yeah. what 2012, 2013, maybe I want to say. Yeah. I think I ran into you, remember? I ran into you at a club. Yeah, that's right. That was the last <laughs> time we saw each other. Yeah. And then we had like this big chat and we connected. And then I was like, oh my gosh, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> then I was gone. <laughs> then you were gone. We were I gone. know. Oh, babe, it's so good to see you. What's been happening? How was your day? Tell me about your day. Um, I've just got up and taught a couple of classes. Yeah. Um, so my early 6am start. Um, yeah. it's so crazy like seeing you as well because, um, I saw, um, do you remember Stephen Boone? Zara's boyfriend? Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 So, um, caught up with him for the first time in ages. He's, um, he's been living in New York, but then moved back to Bali and then is spending COVID in Perth because his family's in Perth. Right. Same with Chloe Hurst. She's oh yeah, well. Chloe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Chloe and I have been hanging out, and um, I still like I caught up with um Stephen Boone like for the first time properly in ages, which was so nice. But yeah, it had literally been so long. He was living in Bondi when I was living in Bondi in Sydney, mm-hmm. but like yeah, just just like you know, like met each other like fifteen years ago. It's crazy. That's crazy. And you connected back in Perth. Yeah, yeah. We had a like big night out and everything. It was crazy. He's like a. Yeah, he's full of energy. Oh my goodness. Isn't that funny, hey? Like, with everything that's like, how have you been too, like with COVID and um, how's your family? Like, how have you been, you know, like coping with COVID and stuff? You've been good? Um, Yeah, it's been, oh God, it's been a whirlwind. Mm. Um, I feel really separated because my family's in New Zealand. Um, But my family, like I've lived away from mum and dad since you know you feel the same like since I was so young so it's okay being away from them but um I've been like I've spent the last 10 years on and off in Sydney and so you have your like family that aren't your family you know um and so I moved to November I moved to Perth in November um for my partner at the time and then we got here and um I committed to stay to work from January till March like for three months Mm -hmm. and then we broke up in January so I was like oh yeah, so I was like, oh, I've moved to Perth. I don't really know that many people. Um, really, like, glad I did it and everything. And then work was like, oh, well, I committed to be here till March. And we broke up. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm staying here till March. And right. then COVID happened. And then they were like, we want to offer you to stay here even longer. And I was like, yeah, but it's really weird being so far away from my Sydney family, like, not knowing when I can see them next. Like, I don't know when I can. And I like, it's like the people that, like, when you're in lockdown, you'd like, when you're allowed to see people, you go and have a wine at their house and you have them over for dinner. Like it's those people that are like mm. your good, good friends. So I've got lots of like out friends. So that's been like an interesting time, but like work-wise I've been really lucky because um, virtual has gone really well and it's been really expansive for me in that way. But what about yourself? Like oh, I'm you're doing so well. away from family and everything and, and yeah. you know, like, when you can get back like how's your COVID been <laughs> yeah well I um because I've been on a um when I came over I was on a two-year working visa and yeah. then that expired but I met um I met my partner here obviously mm-hmm. and so then we um we connected and then I was trying to do my um 
like my process to stay, like to get my residency. I really wanted to do that by myself independently. So I was like, okay, like I found a business that I really love. I'm going to, they're going to sponsor me. Long story short. Yeah. Long story short though, immigration, it wasn't in alignment with, um, the codes that needed to be used for the place that I was working. So what I applied for wasn't actually like, it didn't even come under the code. So they weren't even supposed to sponsor me in the first place. <laughs> I was like, like false information. You're like, Oh my goodness, please. Like, I know. Lead me on. Cause you, if you like had a known, you could have like tried with someone else, you know? Exactly. And it was just coming, it was coming so close to the time my two years had nearly run out and it had just been like a whirlwind. And then obviously I'd met Daniel and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I obviously wanted our relationship to keep growing authentically and I didn't want to put any pressure on, on him by saying, you know, if, if you don't jump in here, I'm going to have to leave. You know, I, yeah. I felt like, yeah. Cause I was like, ah, okay, I've got 30 days now. Cause I went into like an extended visa Oh wow! And then I had 30 days, like once that expired, 30 days, you got to leave the country. And I was like, fuck, what are we going to do? Um, yeah. So we just got married instead. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I love that. I love that. That's so great. Yeah. We, we, yeah. You know, we looked through the process and we were like, okay, let's just go through this together. We love each other. We want to spend our lives together. We really don't want to have to go through the hassle of pulling our family and friends through this process. Like, I don't need the golden wedding. I just need you. And you know, that, that time will come and we'll be able to celebrate with all our loved ones, but I don't really need all the fancy stuff. I just, I just want to make sure that my life goes forward with you. And that's all I need. That's amazing. I feel like that's meant to be like, it's worked out, you know, cause imagine, you know, imagine if you'd been like, oh, I'm going to go back and work something out, then you might not have been able to get back. Like, yeah. And then obviously like COVID happened. Hey, hole. So you know, we got married and then we wanted to celebrate. So we had a little honeymoon in Hawaii, which was so awesome because we oh, got a van. I've, I've always oh. fantasized about going to Hawaii. Is it incredible? Oh, Holly, we traveled like the best way to do it. Well, one of the most amazing ways, if you love adventure and you just want to like, you're like, we were on foot all the time. We kind of like slid into the airport right up. when we had to fly home. We tried to soak up every last minute that we were there. Um, oh, and we hired a, we hired a van, like a camping van. Oh, yes, I saw this. This is amazing. A lot of my friends in Sydney all had like vans or combis. And, um, yeah, it seems like, like we will often go on camping trips and stuff, like to be able to explore Hawaii, which is so like naturally rich like that, it would be. You'd love uh, it. It's amazing. You just get in the truck or, you know, your van and you just drive, you can drive across the islands, depending on where you were, uh, where yeah. you go, but the islands are all so big. And we just drove around, like perched up on the beach. We were like, yep, this is us. This is our sunset. We'll wake up to that in the morning. Thanks. <laughs> love it. Oh my goodness. Living the dream. I love yeah, it so much. It was good. Oh. And then we, and then we came back and then we were just like, it, we were in alignment for the whole thing. We kind of knew, like we jumped into 2020. We're like, this is going to like, we need to hold on here. This is going to be huge. We just had like yeah. that energetic pull and then COVID hit. And we were like, okay, that's why that all fell into place in that, in that time, the universe yeah. is looking after us. But ever oh since goodness. then, honey, I've just, uh, it's been good. I've been studying. I finished my studies in adult psychology, which was really interesting. Incredible. I learned a lot oh my about myself. Oh, yeah, wow. It was so good. Yeah. And now I'm doing, um, what am I doing? Uh, NLP studies. So it's all like neuro about the, about the brain. So I'm learning, like I'm finding new ways to reframe things. And it's been really interesting. Like 
I've explored a lot and I've learned a lot about myself and like my behavior. And I've had so many flashbacks like, to of my life and like things that have happened and events. And then, you know, there's all these new things that you learn about yourself as you get older. And it's just like, you're like, so oh, many that happened because of this. Oh, that was that. Yeah. 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 So many aha moments, right? And it's it's yeah. really amazing, but um, quite shocking. I love that about psych. <laughs> it's like the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so good. So I've kind of just been. I can't work because I don't have a visa. So um, yeah. until that comes through, I'm just studying and talking to wonderful human beings like yourself and getting an education and just seeing what everyone's doing and. And, and, you know, hopefully by doing that, it will inspire those who aren't sure or they can jump on and be like, oh my gosh, if you can do it, I can do it. So. Yeah, 100%. Oh, that's crossed. so exciting. And it's so good that you're like um, using this time to like, you said, like, finish your studies and, um, and then studying NLP to like add on to like site. Cause I know that there's so many different avenues you can go to and to do yeah. things like this, like put it into practice experientially. And that's like, yeah, really exciting. Oh, I'm so excited. That's awesome, for you. honey. Yeah. I'm you landed on your feet. <laughs> yeah. I finally, I finally fell on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Run around. I'm still landing on my ass like every second day. <laughs> it's a lot funner to be fair than land. I mean, landing's fun, but it's like, oh, come on, drop me, drop me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Oh, baby. Um, all right. I'm going to just, just jump over here. So I, can you still see me? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have my questions here, but I can't. Okay. Now I can see. Okay, good. Perfect. All right. So I'm so excited to be doing this with you, Holly. This is really awesome. I'm so glad we've connected and you look yeah, wonderful. I'm so happy for you, honey. Oh, you too. You're going to. Yay. You look I, um, amazing. Yeah, I'm so excited as well. Yeah. Yay. So there's something about, I think, um, people that you've known for a really long time, like as I'm discovering as I get older, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, but people that you've known for a really long time and, and if you haven't seen them in a really long time, um, there's something so great. Like if you've connected with someone, if you've had a real connection, doesn't matter how much time goes in between, the next time you see them, it's like, oh, nothing's changed. And it's so nice to kind of connect again and see how each other have grown yeah I love it I love it's it beautiful yeah I, I feel exactly what you're saying Holly it's um it's all sort of like come about even through COVID you know like I just had the opportunity to really like sit and reflect and I was like I've got so many soulies around the world and so many beautiful women that I have like had chapters with and watched their growth and I'm so proud of everything that they're doing I'm like I need to connect to these sisters and just like yeah yeah reconnect and see how you know and you you know as you get older your perspective is different too right and you start to understand and observe differently and it's the the best i think the perspective come becomes more beautiful yeah 100 <laughs> does that make sense Absolutely. yeah yeah. All right. Let's jump in. I'm so excited. Well, before we dive in holly, what is your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? Ooh, oh, this is a good one. This is a really good one. <laughs> you take your changing. time. <laughs> yeah, it's been changing a little bit um, lately, but um, there's this place, I don't know if you know it, I think I saw yesterday, I think there's a second one in Perth too. It's called Modern Eatery. It's a um, Must be new. sushi spot. And um, there's one in Frio. I think there's one in um, Mount Bully as well. And it's just really good um, Asian or just Japanese, I should say, um, sushi. 
-hmm. and they've got a tempura sweet potato sushi roll. Oh, yum. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. And just like the classic, like salmon, avocado, um, rolls as well. What else do I get from there? And the, um, Nasa Jengaku, the miso eggplant. Mm. Oh, mm. yum. I love sushi. I, I've never, well, no, that's a lie. I think in Melbourne, actually, I went through a phase of eating sushi every day, you know, from the crown underneath there where they had oh, French, yes. the French connection. I know exactly what you mean. Yes, that was my local haunts, that little area, French connection. Yeah. Late at night, <laughs> I'm shopping. Oh, and there was another shop next to it was the guest store as well. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just had a complete flat. Yeah, I just flashed back to them and I was like, yeah, I used to eat sushi all the time. I loved it, but I did get sick of it after a while, but it's still like the best go-to ever and so good for you. Yeah, I um I was vegetarian for like four or five years and I've just started introducing back in fish. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been like rediscovering sushi again and just like getting sashimi grade um fish is really important to me and responsibly sourced and that kind of stuff. So um, sushi spots tend to do their fish a little bit. Um, they do it well. So Yeah. yeah. I was just going to ask you that without the restaurants, like how do you, when it comes to knowing that's actually, I actually have a question for you about that. Like when it comes to knowing like where they source, especially like whether it's fish or meat, like how do you know when you go to restaurants like that, it's, it's been sourced the right way. Um, I'll, ask um generally if i'm wanting to like generally if i'm out depending on the situation i'll kind of eat pretty vegetarian or if i do go out i try and go to a um a lot of like the good restaurants here like they kind of start to say it like um there's a place called um fishbowl in sydney that's like a go-to lunch spot and they're really like open about how they fish and how they source all of their fish um also i've looked it up when i moved to perth like a um uh not like a butcher but like a fish butcher <laughs> like a fish shop <laughs> a, fisher, a, a fishery but not I think no, fish butcher I, I sounds much better fish butcher yeah um and so I found one that had like responsibly sourced. so there's a spot here called the boat shed um that's just like a grocery yeah very nice so all of the fish is like from the best places apart from salmon is always farmed here um so I always get if I have salmon I make sure it's um sashimi grade um just because I feel like if I'm having finally putting fish back in my body I want it to be good and I want to make sure that like the way that I'm getting it is not contributing to farming that kind of thing but also the best thing is is that my um the woman I work with who's amazing her husband goes fishing all the time and he brings back fresh fish and I get them straight off the line so oh my gosh straight out of the ocean I know right the freshest they're amazing and he does like all different types it's yeah it's really good I'm spoiled Oh my gosh, Holly, that's incredible. The boat shed. I used to, I used to go there every day for lunch and that's, I oh, think that's where yes. half my pay went, but it was worth it because the food, yeah, so and, worth it. oh, that place is just Hollywood. I so loved good. it. Do you know what I'm, um, I'm in, I found out recently, it's um, hard sometimes, but good um, that I'm intolerant, but low grade intolerance is to gluten and to dairy. So it's good because I go to the boat shed and it cuts out like half of the stuff I can eat because I think otherwise I'd be eating there like all that because I'm just like oh it's so like so I have to mix it up every now and again but I do sometimes get sushi from there or they do like a little um bowl from there that I love oh, oh so good so good so she so she so she good so she good yeah it's so nice living next to, like near there it's like such a good spot oh Amazing. But it's so amazing, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't that funny too? How we were—we would have been right next door to each other. Crazy. 
crazy. <laughs> like Perth is like, there's so many little connections and synchronicities like that. Um, I've just started reading like very, very early into this book by Deepak, Deepak Chopra. I never know how to say his name, um, but it's yep. all about um, synchronicities. And so I'm like, oh, maybe it's a sign that I'm meant to be in Perth, like these coincidences and finding them grateful and kind of looking into them. There's another book that's like one of my favorites called The Celestine Prophecy. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've heard about this. Yes. I've, I yeah. actually want to get it. Have you started reading it? Oh my God. Yeah. I read it a couple of years ago and it was weird. Like um, I had this, um, you know, like The Alchemist, how it's yes. like, um, so it's like a, a fiction book, but there's so many good nuggets inside of it that you kind of like, you know, the metaphors, it makes you think. And I feel like the Celestine prophecy was kind of like that, like, um, but there was so many things that just resonated so deeply, even though it was a complete Mm. fiction novel, like it was kind of fantasy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And the Celestine, and it's all got, it's got these nine um, agreements in it, not nine agreements, nine um, insights, I should say. Mm. And um, the first one is all about coincidence. And when you start to see coincidences, really becoming aware of them, um, realizing them as like a sign that something's happening that's right, you know, everything's falling into place and then kind of like going in the direction of that and then letting that lead you to what you're meant to do next. Oh, that is beautiful. Like, um, I, I like to um, think of like when I get into my into my ego head too much and I'm like, okay, drop into the heart. Like your ego is like having a field day here. And then I drop <laughs> down in deeper into into my gut where I, I, I like to believe that that's where my intuition lives and that's where my guidance is. And it's, it's strong, isn't it? Once you Absolutely. turn your heart, your high heart on and your, and your gut, yeah. it's like, oh man, this is a compass. This is so much easier than trying to understand what's going on in here. Absolutely. Yeah. And just like, sometimes they fight so much. Like you see those like coincidences, you follow your heart, you follow your instinct. And then your head can be like, no, 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 that's so silly. Don't do that. Like, it's just like logically no. But then (laughs) when you do follow that, that's when like amazing stuff happens. And um, yeah, definitely. Taking that big, huge jump and leap into faith, which leads me into introducing your lovely self, Holly, you have been moving your body and empowering others to move their bodies for over an almost 20 years now. That's, that's a huge amount of time. You now reside in Perth, WA, whoop, whoop, after, <laughs> after coming across from the beautiful beaches of Sydney. Now you're enjoying the beautiful beaches of WA. You have been seen jet setting off around Australia where you have been creating amazing teacher trainings for bar or Bali retreats. And you also instruct Pilates and Bar for the Movement Society. Holly, my dearest friend, I know a couple of chapters of your life because I was lucky enough to share those chapters with you, um, which we will dive into as we get into the more of the, the ground of the last 25 years, or 20 years, I should say, <laughs> that we needed to, to cover. But before we jump into the deep stuff, can you give us, uh, I want to know like a day in the life of Holly, of your land. Tell um, me your well, name. First off, thank you. That was like a very impressive introduction. Oh, thank you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A day in the life of me right now is, um, oh, goodness. Um, It starts off pretty early. Um, So usually about 5.30, um, I'll have an alarm. I'll get up and I will jump in the shower. Um, I'll try and have a cold shower if I can. Just like really wake you up. Yeah. Um, And then either I am teaching or I am working straight away. Um, so teaching, um, I might go into the studio and teach. So I used to kind of teach all over and teach at different studios. And um, when I was, you know, 
all different things, but now I'm really concentrating just with the movement society. So I'm so lucky that they live just up the road from me. So I can walk there. Um, or if I have to bring um, props and mats and stuff, then I just drive, but it's literally next door, like I'm next to the grounds. Um, and these beautiful, they're the civic center grounds that look out over the ocean. It's these amazing gardens and we have a hall that's there. Um, so that's just a really nice way to start the day. Um, at the moment it's dark, but very, I can see the light starting to creep in earlier. So, and I love about Perth is that it gets light so early. So that's, um, really, really exciting. I can't wait till it's nice and bright before we even start. Um, so then I teach, um, I pump the tunes. I love engaging with, um, people. Um, and then after that finishes, then I'll generally, um, head home, kind of reconsolidate and get into some admin work. Um, so whether that's um, welcoming new people to our virtual um, membership, whether that's um, dealing with any memberships that are working um, on the ground as well, so in, in real life memberships, all of that kind of stuff. Or maybe I'm working with a brand, trying to do something really exciting with them. Maybe I'm editing videos. Um, I love and then your videos. Oh, thanks, thanks. I love yeah. them. Oh, yay, yay. Oh, that's really nice to hear, yeah. Um, we do our best to really try and curate some um, really you know, like moving online is, is hard um, to really feel like we can still still deliver all the things that I give as a teacher, like in person. Um, so definitely always trying to workshop that and make them grow and, and make them really aesthetically calming and really connected as well. So um, yeah, doing that. And then I'll have a break and I'll generally, if the weather's nice, which most of the time it is in Perth, I'll go and do a coastal work, walk along um, Park, where oh. I might drive somewhere and do that. Um, have some like a beautiful breakfast often. Sometimes I'll even do my admin instead of doing it at home, I might do it on my balcony looking out or sometimes I'll go down to the beach and just sit on the beach and do it there. Um, or laptop on the car, hotspot off my phone. It's a nice little office. Um, <laughs> and then I might go and film um, in the afternoon and um, just down the road in a, in a different studio. Um, then I might go and do a class myself some days. Then I might teach in the afternoon or I might go and meet a friend. Definitely try and watch the sunset if I can. Um, and then get an early night, try not to keep working because that's the thing with online and when you know, you're running and working on your own businesses that it's really, um, well, it's not my business. My, my, um, I work for the Movement Society for Elise, but um, I'm really working with her to kind of grow the business and um, getting a kind of, yeah, part in that. So it's really amazing to grow that and always feel like there's something you can do. So I'm trying very hard not to just go as I go to bed, go, oh, what if I do this? And then jump on and like create something and be like, no, Holly draw the line <laughs> and then you'll be able to do more tomorrow so yeah that's a, that's pretty much a day in the life of me it's pretty work focused at the moment oh I really yeah. like that um I appreciate what you said there at the end just know, knowing where to to when to sit still because you know that you'll be then you'll then be able to give more tomorrow I think that's really beautiful that's a really nice way of being able to uh end your day because I know exactly what you mean. It's like, you can really get into this wheel of, um, you know, and, and it's a beautiful thing because sometimes, especially when you're a creative person, it just exactly. like, you don't know when it's going to turn on and it's like, Oh my gosh, pen and paper go quick. Like it's flowing. I don't know how, but give me a pen and a paper. Exactly. <laughs> and creatives as well. It's like night, like night hours, you know, yes. it's like, oh, something magic about nighttime and you're like, cool. I've round down. And then all of a sudden you're like, ding, 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 let's go. <laughs> All the ideas are flowing. 
<laughs> Absolutely. But it sounds like you've created a beautiful balance in your, in, in your daytime, which is something that I think we can all learn from, especially myself. I'm really learning, especially in this time, like throughout uh, the lockdown too, it was kind of like, okay, we got to bring the balance. Well, for me, I was like, okay, I really need to bring the balance inward now because mm. it's like standing out so obvious how unbalanced my being is and my, my, like how I take care of myself or my self care or how I, you know, I balance like what I want to do in the day with things that I need so that, as you said, we can give more tomorrow. Absolutely. I feel like, um, I'm very, I feel like maybe we're the same like this, like, and coming from dancing, we're very all or nothing. Like if we're into something, we give 110%, we're so passionate about it and we give, give, give. And I feel like that's something as I like grow older, I become more and more aware of. And I'm like, actually like I'm so much more than just what I'm doing and what I'm passionate about and the things that like um that nourish me I know what those things are and they're like going for that coastal walk seeing the sun diving the ocean when it's warm enough that's what I missed out on my day yesterday I jumped in the ocean even though it's winter July here it, it feels so good and I feel so much better to do everything else afterwards and just like understanding that about myself um and yeah creating those boundaries and then living in a like trying to create thinking of like, what kind of life do I want to create? Not just like, what can I do? And that's all I'm worth. And that's what I'm, you know, got to go towards. And I can do this for work. It's like, no, actually, what's the lifestyle I want to create? And I can still give lots to that. But yeah. Oh, Holly, that is so beautiful. You found and you understand your value and what you have to offer as a person, which is just above and beyond because your soul is so beautiful and oh, I'm, I'm so <laughs> I just want to reach through the screen and give you a really big hug there's oh, no. oh, a function like can't we dive through <laughs> that is, surely that's got to be a thing is is somebody whoever's listening is there somebody out there that's looking into this and if not can we sort this out please <laughs> can we Someone, someone make it happen. <laughs> Surely with all the brains. So this is normally the part where I would introduce my performance history, but today I am so blessed that I actually get to ask you about your performance history. And this episode, you know, is so special to me because Holly and I, we share a part of that, that dance chapter that mm. we, um, that we have, we share it together. So for those of you that don't know, um, either my you know if, if you're tuning in for the first time and you're not aware of who I am or who Holly is Holly and I used to both dance together and we began our studies at Dance World Studios in 2006 and we were there for two solid years every day <laughs> and sometimes nights <laughs> before um before uh before this though Holly was teaching in New Zealand and after you completed your studies at Dance World in 2008 you moved to LA to further your training and dance education mm. Holly you mentioned in your story that after returning from LA the second time you began working for a fitness studio in Bondi where you created their dance fitness classes and you began to notice that you were you were falling out of love with dance and you had to really think about whether or not the dance industry was going to be a forward movement for you in your life now or not. Can you tell us a little bit about that process mentally and emotionally? How did you, you know, did you have confronting moments and what steps did you take that that brought you to a place where you were able to you know then understand that perhaps the dance industry may no longer be the way forward for you um yeah it was it was such a time 
because for me, um, long before I came to Dance World, I've as early as I can remember, I knew I was going to be a dancer. Like that was who I was. I was Holly the dancer. I loved dancing. That was all I did. And my parents weren't dancers. I would dance around the house and they were like, maybe we'll send her to a lesson so that she'll stop dancing around. Um, and even in those lessons, I didn't listen to the teacher. I just kept dancing around. <laughs> I got kicked out of my first dance class actually, and then begged to go back. Um, and, um, but yeah, so definitely when I started to notice, basically I started to notice, I think that, um, I always loved performing and I loved dancing. Um, but there were some little moments when I was doing gigs where, um, I just, one time I actually had a quite a big fall. I, um, hit my, um, hit my face quite badly on the ground and my teeth quite badly in, into my face and blood everywhere but life of a dance we just get up go off stage wipe the blood off get back on finish finale number big smile on your face um and I mean in dance world that's not like we're that's normal for us right like we um we you know at, at our studio we were like it doesn't matter what's going on like you could be you could have a broken leg and it wouldn't in fact I'm pretty sure a lot of yeah. people broken, broken feet and legs it was like you just the show must go on and um, I had a moment like that and it was like a, you know, it was after dance school, I was, I was traveling, I think I was in Melbourne, but I was living at Sydney at the time and I did a um, gig in Melbourne and I paid for my own flights to get there. We had had like our own travel there, but I couldn't take extra time off. Um, I wanted to like upgrade the costumes so you, you kind of put in for that. And I was getting up with these gigs that were like great money, but not very great creatively or really amazing creative gigs that I love doing but I didn't have money and um I think I just worked every second of my life to become a dancer that by the time I got to my early 20s I was like you know all this work that I put in what I'm going to get in the end is that really still what I want like I'm growing and changing as a person and is that all worth it to perform and be at the bottom of the food chain and not necessarily be paid well or like um, not, not that I was driven by money at all, but I was like, I've given all this, like, I want to be able to love what I do and feel like I'm given what I'm worth and the amount of time and effort and everything I put into it. Mm. Um, so it was really confronting learning that. And I was in, I went back to LA for the third time and was thinking about getting everything together for my visa to become like to dance over in the States. And I was like, even like getting the work, it was really clicky and networking. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to spend my life trying to do these fake friendships to try. Like I need real people in my life. I need, you know, I need work that really, um, that's not just about me anymore. That's about other people too. And that, you know, I feel like I can create a life for myself as well and give my, give back to myself and, um, and the way and have some kind of stability and, um, but like dancing had taught me everything and I didn't know who I was without it. So um, I would liken what happened to a breakup. I remember being in LA and usually I'd dance from early in the morning till really late at night. Um, but I remember being, I was living in this pool house in LA, um, like renting there so I could go to the dance class. I had my bike, I'd go every day. Like, and I just stopped going to some classes and I just stayed, I remember staying in there and crying and ordering pizza and just emotionally eating and being like, it was a breakup. I was like mourning a loss of that and also was really afraid because I was like, who am I without dancing? Um, but what 
what kind of pulled me out of that is that at the same time, my mom got really sick with um, breast cancer. She's okay now though. She's like done amazing. But I think that really grounded me and made me think about what's important. I ended up leaving LA a little earlier and just going back to like stay with her and make sure she was all right. And then I came back to Sydney and just didn't dance as much and just started doing whatever I wanted and enjoying life and going on like, okay, this looks fun. I'm going to do it. And meeting people who didn't know me as Holly the dancer, but just knew me as Holly. Um, and like not what I could give and how, what kind of dancing I could do or how hard I could work or what gigs I could do or how great I could pick up this or like, but just like Holly. So um, I just fell in love with it all and just, it, it happened really, really organically, but there was, it was definitely a mourning process for a while. And then like a year later, I was like, oh, maybe I can still do this. And, you know, I tried little things, but I just kept listening to what made sense for me. And, and so, yeah, transitioned out of that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, it, I, I love what you said. Like it really is, <laughs> it's so interesting, you know, like it really is a loss because, you know, like when you said, you know, you had that question come up, who am I mm. when I'm not dancing? Like who is Holly or, you know, and I had the exact same thing and I can, one mm -hmm. that resonates with me so much. And when I read that through your story, I was like, yes, I hear that because we become, and I think especially in the dance industry, I know that every industry is, industry is different, but you know, as you know, I can only speak from the experience that I've had and that I know. And in the dance industry, it's like you said, there is, there's only one way out and that's to push through. And if you don't push through, then you'll get pushed over. <laughs> exactly. 100% get pushed over and stood on, walked right over in heels. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure might have happened to us a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, just touching back on Holly, you mentioned in, you know, in your story in 2011, as you just mentioned, then your mum fell ill and you did return to New Zealand from LA for the last time to be there by her side. And as we just said, you know, thanking the universe, mama bear is healed and, mm. and all as well. But you, you did then return to sunny Sydney where you met your beautiful girlfriend and enjoyed, you, you begin yeah. to enjoy your life and, you know, and, and just leaving the stresses of the performing industry at the door, yeah. you mentioned that you, you began to feel guilty about not using all of this dance training. And that hit my heart so much when I read that, because it was the same for me. I, as soon as I stopped, I had this guilt and this shame. And then I thought about my mum and my dad and what they had gone to, to get me to this school and the, the funds that they had put into the school and what that looked like for my dad when he was pushing lawnmowers every day to help pay for my fees mm -hmm. so that I could stay and train there. Mm -hmm. It was really tough to be able to ask myself the questions, who is hope without dancing? And am I still meant to do this because of what everyone has done for me so that I could follow this dream that I once had this, this hope that I once knew and thought that being on stage in front of a hundred thousand people was the be all end all. And the only way that I would ever be happy. Once I started to check in with myself and actually get real and be like, okay, ask yourself some real questions now. Who are you and what do you want? Instead of asking yourself what other people want from you or what they expect of you or what you think you should do. Mm. That's when I got the answers. Holly, can you explain to us 
what that guilt felt like for you and how, how, how did that, how did it present itself? Like, how did it show up for you? And then how did you respond to it? Um, I think at the start, um, that guilt really showed up in the way that, um, it made me, it made me really emotional to, um, like you said, yeah, if my parents, my whole life had been dedicated to something that maybe I realized isn't for me anymore. So yeah, I felt so much guilt. It felt so big, but then I think over time, my perspective changed because, you know, for a while that guilt, it was also resentment. It was like, Oh, I've done all of this. I've given up my education, my friendship. I left home earlier, left my parents early. I've done all like all these things I can have, you know, and, and I've got this and then I don't, you know, and it's, and it's not, what I really wanted or maybe it was, but it's no longer what I want, you know, I've changed, but I think then my perspective changed eventually um, over time because I realized that the things that dancing taught me and the places they took me are irreplaceable and they are so unique and they made me who I am. Like, yeah, like I just said before, I was like, if you think of it like, Oh, I've sacrificed this, this and this for this thing that's, not what I want anymore, but also actually in talking about what we're talking about before too, saying, you know, who is Holly, who is hope without this dancing? I've gone, I'm someone who has left home at 16 to follow their dreams. I'm someone who's been knowing what they're passionate about since I was before, you know, always could remember. I'm someone who can work so, so hard towards something. Um, I've traveled the world by myself. I've lived away from my family. I've met incredible people like all these things make me who I am which is this you know it's like a lot of other you know you know was like 20 21 22 year olds wouldn't have had that you know it's um you know I've really pushed myself and pushed all these boundaries to like grow um and change and become who, who I am and I was really proud of that I was like no you know what these are really unique things and these are exciting things that I love about myself you know so it kind of, I think that shift just happened, that perspective happened. And I think that came about when I just, um, you know, you have the emotional process and you feel all the things, God, I feel all the things. I feel things very intensely. But once I had felt those things and still kind of felt them, but when I just enjoyed myself and had a good time, I realized that, you know, that's when I relaxed and just be, you know, listened to myself, I realized that that's, you know, that's when I kind of saw that or saw that different perspective, I think. Wow. Oh, it's so, it's, it's just, I think, I mean, every episode to me is beautiful, but this is extra special because I know you and we shared time together and I've, I've watched your journey. Yeah. You know, and I think especially in those two years that, you know, we were, we were all so young and we all became each other's family and we were, we were all learning and discovering who we were and what we wanted and what the industry expected of us. And it's just really, it's just really beautiful to be able to sit here and listen to, to your growth and your life and your experiences and where you are today and, and how you've educated yourself. And you're right. You're absolutely right. And I love that you've said that every experience that you've had in your life has, it's, it's just making your, your light that much brighter, right? Like every experience just brightens the light when it's just, it just gets so bright that it's just like, it starts to become like a suntan for everybody else. Like this, you just let off this beautiful glow for everybody else. And it's just, it's really, 
it's really beautiful to see. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, just trying not to get too emotional here halfway through. So uh, <laughs> fast forwarding, you're now, you, you were now residing in London with your girlfriend. And this is one of my favorite parts of your story, Holly, because when you arrived in London, you were like, okay, and we've, I think we've all done this. Let's give it the one last crack. Like I got to see what else there is. I feel like I haven't pushed, you know, there's one last, there's one yeah. last spot that I, you know, we all have that one last sort of crack. And that's yeah. not to say that we're never going to dance again or dancing is, it becomes you know, something else on the shelf. It just means that our perspective, like you said, our perspective about that love, that love never dies. It just shifts. That's all. And the love is always there. And we're forever grateful for those experiences. But you did return where well, you went to London and you gave it that crack and in the dance industry. And you, you mentioned in your story that you hated every second of it. And it was almost as like your higher self came through and it was just loud and clear, like, because the door, the universe had that door ready and it was opening the, the real reason why, um, you were there in London and what that, oppo what opportunities were going to present next, um, which did, and you were presented with an opportunity to, uh, work as a dance and fitness trainer in London studios called move your frame. And you took this position, it was less money and you jumped straight in. You, you took it, you went for it, you had another opportunity, but you, you took this job. Now, as a dancer myself, Pilates and fitness studios, they used to scare me so much. I, I used to be so intimidated because I used to think if anyone finds out I'm out a dancer and then they're going to know that everything I've learned is just all wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, don't look at me. Even like, especially now as a teacher, anytime I go into studio, I'm like, no one look at me. And they'll walk over and they're like, you're a teacher, aren't you? I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it was really intimidating. And so yeah, I want to ask you, I want to ask you, how did you know that? How did you know this was a yes? Like, how did you stay? How did you step across into this new world? And were you scared? Yeah, I was. I mean, like London's pretty um, intense when you first get there. I feel like everyone's always like, for the first year at least, if they if someone knows that you've just moved there, like, how are you? Like, are you okay? Like, I know you're probably not because you just moved. So, because it's so, you know, it's a tough moving process there. It's this um, world that can, they say, you know, eat you up. But I think it's just an incredible world there. Like, I loved it. There's so many incredible opportunities, so many things going on. Um, but it's hard to, you know, make a buck and make it all work. But um, I was really lucky to have, um, you know, I've moved around a bit. I've traveled a bit and it was really nice having my partner at the time there. So that definitely eased the blow. Like, you know, we had mm. that, we had each other to bounce off, um, everything like that. But yeah, when I first got there, I was working for this drinks company, non-alcoholic drink, um, but paid quite well as this like short contract. And when that finished, this um, vodka brand offered me, I went through like seven interviews for it and went into all these like hidden like members only clubs, eventually got the job and it was amazing money. They were going to fly me over Europe and have me like representing it all in London. And then at the same time, got offered this job at Move Your Frame. And Move Your Frame is such a special place. Like if you ever go to London, um, it's such an amazing studio. They have the original one in Shoreditch is this old abandoned like rave warehouse and underneath the tr uh, railway tracks and they have like five different studios. They have a reformer studio, a yoga studio, a like kind of dance studio, a um, workout studio, and 
uh, room that's got like treadmills and power plates and that kind of thing in it. And there's just like pumping classes all the time. Lots of creative professionals. Like it's just people come in bright colors and unitards. And back in like 2012, that was not a thing. Like everyone wore like black Nike. Like it was before <laughs> the fun active wear came out. Like, but this place was like this magic place. And I just knew. And they, they offered me this job that was a lot less money than the other one that I've been offered, like a lot less, like a lot less. And I was like, how are we going to make this work? But I'm going to. And for a lot of hours, like I was doing front of house, I was doing, um, helping with their socials. Um, I was um, teaching for them. I was learning all this stuff. They had a lot of in-house programs too. So um, I was working on creating those programs eventually um, with them after I got there for a while. Um, they put me through my first Pilates teacher training, which I'm like forever grateful for because that's really became my calling. Like I had taught since I was 13. I'd always taught, taught dancing and loved it. But then um, with dancing, yeah, it, it, with this, it gave me that avenue to use, like, like we spoke about before, all the things that I'd spent my whole life training towards, but I could use them in a different capacity. So I had this eye, like we have so many like people we've danced with now, like whether they're performers now, a lot of them work in the fitness and Pilates industry and they're all doing amazing. Like lots of people from our course, from our year. Um, and it's so amazing mm. to see, but it's because we've all had this training that's like second to none. Like we've watched bodies move. And so having that, that happen in London was just, um, yeah, everything fell into place and got this job and it just prepared me for everything to come. And I just fell in love. I was addicted to it all over again, like I used to be with dancing and I was learning and growing. And it was just that next phase of like, it was like, as I grow as a person, if I had the same goal as I had when I was three years old, great. But like, it's actually kind of cool that I grew and evolved and had these new goals and, you know, like I want to keep growing and keep expanding, you know? So yeah, it was incredible how that worked out. <laughs> oh, I love it when, yeah, when I was reading um, your story, when you were describing the warehouse, like what it was and the classes that that offered, I was thinking of, I was putting you in this movie <laughs> and I was just like creating this film of watching your journey. And then it's like, you know, you're going back in for the last, for the last hurrah. And then all of a sudden this out of nowhere this opportunity presents and it's like you've got one here that has you know perhaps you never have to worry about money again in your life and you're set up and then you've got this open door that's like <laughs> shit's falling apart but you know you're gonna have the best time and your gut's just saying this is the way like I know that looks advertising but this is this is it Absolutely. and I felt there was something too really like intuitive in the way that this one was you know one was for a vodka brand which was about partying, which was fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Great. You know, you're doing all these amazing things, traveling, all of that. But I knew that this one was about like nourishing my body rather than pushing it, you know, and nourishing my mind and nourishing other people. Mm. So I think there was something really that just made sense in that way too, that I was like, everything can be fun and that job could be great. But what do I actually really want to do? Is it something that's just going to be this like, you know, crazy fun life, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I love a good crazy fun time, but <laughs> it's like what I'm doing day to day. I want it to nourish my, you know, I want my mind, my body, my soul to be nourished by my work and I want others to be as well. So I think that was a, the biggest part of it. Oh, holes. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. It's, it's, I mean, would you say, would you say that perhaps maybe you, um, 
you started to see, because for me, I began to see that there was something bigger than myself outside. I was like, Oh my gosh, there's this, it's not just me in this world. There's, there's a lot happening and there's, there's people I can help. There's things I can do here to give back with things that I know how to, how to do. I can actually help someone educate, make them feel good. Yeah, absolutely. That feeling is so, for me, I was like, that shit's all over getting on it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love, I loved performing and I loved being on a stage and having that expression that way. But for me personally, it was very selfish for me. I was thinking all about myself and what it gave me. But then when I stepped up and out of myself and I stepped back and objectively looked at my life, then I realized, oh my gosh, there's something bigger than me. And there's actually ways that I can give back and still enjoy what I'm doing, that love what I'm doing. And it feels right. Absolutely. I resonate so much with that. In fact, like when you were saying that, I was like, I feel like those are my words. That's exactly how I would express that too. It felt, and everyone has really different. And you know, there's so many ways being on stage, you can give back in so many ways. Mm. But I felt, yeah, I felt it was a selfish expression for me. And that was great. But then it's like being able to use those things and be able to give to someone else is like incredible. Um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, so, so lucky and feel very grateful to do so. Absolutely. Oh, it just gives me goosebumps. It's just, it's beautiful. (laughs) It really is. So in 2013, when your girlfriend and yourself returned to Sydney, this is where you discovered that your renowned mentor, Renee Scott, and doors began to then fly open. So working under Renee, you began to take over her teacher trainings for her brand, Baratech, and flew all over Australia. And... Holly, one of the many things that I admire about you is your ability to let go and trust. I think that ever since I've known you, even when you were, how old were we when we met? 20, 20, I think. I think I was 17 when I started. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Cause I was 19. Oh my gosh. We're babies. You're right. Literally babies. You've always, you've always had a knowing. You've just always had this knowing. But, you know, it's, it's just taken its time to evolve and really, you've really stepped into it now, but it's something that you've always had. I've always admired that about you. You've always had that ability to, to let go and to trust, even if it perhaps didn't seem that way. I'll feel that way for you. It definitely came across that way, which has always been something that I admired about you. Holly, (laughs) Holly, what steps forward can we take to allow ourselves to see and trust the process of letting go. And so that we can start to understand that the unknown is a fabulous thing. And it's a, it's a beautiful gift to, to be able to receive. If we are presented with something that is unknown to us, how do we start channeling into that so that we can, we can also jump, we can let go and we can jump in because the experiences that you've had and the way that it's crafted and formed your, your life into the beautiful being that you are now from where I'm standing, it's the ability that you've had to trust and at certain times in your life, let go. Yeah. Um, oh, it feels like a bit's coming up for me now because I feel like I'm definitely in a spot where I have to do that again. <laughs> I'm having to do that every day right now um, through COVID. And I think the thing that really helps me do that or the thing that drives me is that um, you have, 
when you just trust and do what's right, you're going to have no regrets, which is a big thing because you're never going to go, I wish I did that. Um, and when you have that, there's something about doing that where you can't even fathom the places it'll take you and the things that can open up. When you trust something, when you move forward into something, yes, the safety gets taken out from underneath you. But when that's, you know, when that door closes of that safety behind you, you've got unfathomable doors in front of you that are going to open. You know, you can keep yourself in that and, and not, you know, not take those leaps of faith or stay in that safe zone and listen to the head. And, um, and that's going to be great. And it's going to keep you safe your whole life. And it's going to, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think taking those, these leaps of faith and definitely trusting yourself, um, Oh, they come with their challenges. My goodness, you know, like leaving home young, um, you know, leaving school, um, stopping dancing. They're so, they're really hard, but the rewards that they give you on the other end are really what I've known that I've wanted. And that's just my, those are the things that I really value is that just making the most of those things that you know, my heart leads me to like, um, you're saying we both, you know, feel things a lot. And if I just know something's what I want, what I feel, then I just know that that's, you know, you've got to just follow it and, and do it and, and take that leap. And, and yeah, it's really hard. I think it's in anything, it doesn't always get easier. I feel like even this year <laughs> having COVID, it's gotten, you know, I've taken this leap of faith to be here and it's really, really hard, um, to be away from family and from friends and not know when I'll see them next it's really hard to, um, yeah, it's, there's so many things that are really, really tough, but again, they just keep making you who you are and they keep, um, you know, without all the tough times, I wouldn't appreciate the good times and I wouldn't have learned so much about myself and grown to who, who I am. So I think that's, you know, important. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, sometimes like, especially when we have that expansion in our life, the universe will sometimes come back with a challenge to see, okay, you've had your expansion. Let's just drop this little penny in the bucket here and see how quickly you pick it up, you know? And if we're not, if we, if we don't clue into that, that it's not that we're being pushed backwards. It's we're also, we're, we're almost being rewarded. That's, it's kind of like the universe's way of rewarding us for, for our expansions, which then allows us an opportunity to really sit in them and be like, yes, you know, I had a moment the other day when with everything that's going on with our, you know, with immigration and, and, and the visa process and, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of people sitting in, in boats like this around, around the world. Yeah. waiting for their for their ticket to be pulled and you know you just have to wait but i had this uh you know moment in vulnerability where my ego like i wanted to go to a natural response place for me which used to be to react and to get angry or to fear or to panic so it would just like rage would come out yeah. and my my conscious self was like why do you want to get angry and i was like what <laughs> Stop, sorry, what? I'm wrong. What? Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Where somebody under there? <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah. yeah. I was like, yes, yeah, so why do I want to get angry? And it was like that was my expansion coming back at me and saying, You've learned this already, Hope. You've already learned this expansion. So now mm. this is an opportunity for you to put it into practice exactly. and see 
which way you're going to go because it's either going to keep you there and the universe will repeat that until you recognize your expansion or you go on to the next thing. So yeah, I can really appreciate that. And I think that's the beauty of trusting and letting go because, Mm. you know, we we're able to see our expansion through, through every experience. Holly, you are doing, you're doing some amazing work. I love your videos. I've jumped onto um, your apps that you're on and I just, I love the way that you teach. And I, I imagine as you touched on very early in the beginning, that, that connection of trying to get through the, the screen, especially when you're used to having that in-person contact must be difficult, but honey, I have to tell you, it does, it doesn't show and I might be biased, but I'd like to think that I'm not. I just think that you're, you know, even as a dancer, you're just the most beautiful to watch. And I saw your growth as a dancer at Dance World and you, you know, always have, I've always admired your dance work. I might have not been able to say it then because I was younger and, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, Holly, she's so good. You know, the ego back then. But man, you're incredible. And very, very incredible, very talented talented human being thank you baby and but you know it 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 comes across in your videos and the all of your experiences and all of the the dance history that you've had it's all come together into one and the work that you're doing now it's just it's just beautiful and i i love everything i love watching what you're creating i love how it's inspiring people it's got great energy and i'd love to hear more about um everything that you're doing with working with Elise on the movement, the society, um, because I know that you, you said that you helped launch uh, that amazing online platform and community. That's, that's the one thing I noticed too, is that Mm -hmm. you guys are really building a foundation like for a community and it rocks. Like it's really, it's really strong and I think it's helping a lot of people. So tell us about that. Tell us about all the amazing stuff that you guys are doing now. Well, I don't know. It's been a whirlwind. Um, like I said before, I, you know, I had my mentor, um, Renee Scott and Bondi, and she taught me the most incredible things. You know, I wouldn't be the teacher I am today without that. And, um, and when I taught, I'd always be in a room and it's, I'm so responsive. You know, you watch everyone and what I'm saying, what I'm doing, um, everything is revolving around how someone else is moving in front of me, whether I'm physically adjusting them, whether what I'm saying, I say something to them, I know they don't get it, so I rephrase it differently, to lifting the energy, to so many different things. It's all about the other person, you know, and giving them this incredible movement experience. So coming online, I was always a little bit like apprehensive. Um, I was offered an opportunity with Jace Health, which was incredible and beautiful and organic because I worked with her sisters originally and then um, they were clients of mine and her mom as well, her sister getting ready for weddings. So it was really exciting and yeah, really, really cool. And I used to use her vitamins before she even asked me to get on the, on the app. So yeah. And so oh. I was like, oh, I'm like, we're fans of each other. Um, so it was really cool. But doing that was a really like confronting thing for me because I hadn't been in front of a camera in years. I hadn't, you know, I hadn't had things be about me. Like I hadn't been the performer or had it and you don't have the clients there in your video, you know, it's just you. Um, so I took a lot of time thinking about um, how I could deliver, what I'm going to say, what I want to express and what, what as well, what about Jay's health and what I want to give someone with a workout. 
number one, I want someone to feel really good. Like I said before, it's that movement experience. You want someone to feel great. You want someone to connect with their body. And I want to give them something that's really safe and supportive that is going to build a better, stronger, healthier, healthier body outside of the class. So they're not going to hurt themselves. They maybe learn something. They create a slightly better movement pattern, maybe without even thinking about it, just through the things I say. So really worked at that then got to film and then as I did it after I finished I was like right well I've got a lot more learning to do you know it's a whole nother like way to teach so I was like I want to improve this I want to do that so um the second round of filming for them I really kind of switched up certain things that I was teaching or what I was teaching and and then with the movement society when COVID happened we launched everything online we created an uh, online um online platform but we didn't want it to be you know, the cool thing about JS Health app is that is it's, you know, you get recipes, there's a community, you get to chat to people. It's um, great. You know, you've got the movement. It's this really holistic experience. Same with the Movement Society. We wanted it to be about, okay, we're giving people movement, but, and we're giving people something new every day to inspire them. So we launch a new class every single day on the, on um, the Movement Society. And we wanted it not just to be this library of videos where you go on and you go click play and you go cool i do my workout i get distracted and actually i'm going to sit here and eat my porridge while i watch her work out and we're good yeah yeah oh my god yeah me too don't worry i do it too <laughs> like she looks really great oh that looks hard yeah, i'm just gonna sit and watch yeah. sit and watch that she can't yeah. see me <laughs> yeah yeah and then i'm like oh what's that gonna do like oh that's right the video's still fun don't worry we're all, we're all human myself included um and like also great to be able to do that and be like okay what can i do that's gonna get people inspired and excited um so number one was a sense of community so because we're creating these new um videos each day we hold all the videos on a facebook group and so we encourage people to comment I request, I say, what are your requests? What do you want from me? We open up dialogue. Um, we go, hey guys, um, you know, are there any movements where you're feeling this in? And then we try and educate, hey guys, you know, we all talk about getting a strong peach, but why do we actually need strong glutes? You know, is it just an aesthetic thing? No, we just, no, it's not at all. It's actually really about building a stronger, healthier body. You know, uh, tips, um, hey guys, have you seen this? creating videos too that like they're going to fit in everyone's life. Like that's the biggest thing I think about virtual that everyone's loved is that sometimes people might, you know, struggle with motivating themselves to do something online. But really um, the great thing about it is that where else can you go and just do a 10 minute workout? You can't, you know, it's your time so... you can't get to do that day. So we've created short workouts, different, you know, types where you can pick and choose. And really the response of that community being able to actually engage with clients like I would in a real life class has been incredible. And it really, to me, what's like, I um, struggled with a little bit of anxiety for the first real time in my life when I moved to Perth and just as I kind of moved to Perth. And when I got people, I had multiple people just responding and being like, Hey, whole, like I've been doing one of your videos every day and you know, I've been really anxious and this tends to be the only thing that can make me feel better or, you know, I feel great after the, you know, after I've done the workout and those were the kind of things I think, you know, everyone's like, cool, I feel fitter and stronger and I'm like, great. But it's those people like, actually my, I feel better about myself or my day's been that much brighter. And that to me, like made everything worthwhile. Like the, we were pull, pulling it, we called like Pilates benders. We'd pull 14 hour days. And the like, yeah, it was crazy. When it first, oh we were launching a brand new business. We essentially launched it in a week. We had to create content every day. We were 
dealing with like shutting down a business that was in real life. We also at least had a business on the side that was um, props. So we use a lot of props in our class to get really amazing, um, amazing bits out of being able to work at home. So like a Pilates ball, uh, which we call actually this really cute thing called the Tony toolkit. It comes in this little bag and there's this little ball and a loop band and a long band and gliders. And so she had that, which was going wild because of COVID. So trying to keep up with that demand. So we were being pulled in all these directions and we were both like, I think going slightly cross-eyed. Um, <laughs> about, we've got our bloopers and we're just like, <laughs> like behind the scenes of these professional looking videos. We're like, Ooh, like just <laughs> laughing and losing it. Um, but it was, you know, those kind of things that I think for me, you know, I love, like, like I said, it's like moving has always been incredible and being able to deliver that as a teacher. But really it's like, what I've really discovered, what I've always loved is that movement is really like a meditation. For, it's like, it's connects me with my soul. It's who I am. It's, you know, the way I can express, it's something that it's everyone's tool. We all have a body that we can use in some way. Well, most of us and who are lucky enough to have a body that we can use in some way that actually gives us a chance to switch off and just be in our body and movement as a way to do that and whether it's you know doing something rehabby where someone is you know being able to live in less pain like i did after i was dancing being able to deliver that's amazing being able to just like move and sweat and burn and shake and push yourself to those limits so you know that like when you push your body actually you get challenged with something outside of life where someone's pushing you you go no you know what i can make i made it through that workout today so i can make it through this you know and um and I think, yeah, and the, the mental and emotional, mm. you know, benefits that people had, I think for me, really drive me to do what I do. Because it's there's nothing better than having someone walk out of their class and just be like, thanks, Holly. I, you know, felt crap this morning when I woke up, but now I feel like a million bucks. And that to me is like, I'm like, cool, I'm good. That's why I do it, you know? Yeah. And you know what? That's something that I, I, I admire in um, in the movement society is that, it's not just about the physical. You guys are introducing the emotional and the mental and, and it comes out in the videos too, because it's not, you're not just saying, okay, lift your leg here. And now we're jumping and now we're getting the heart rate up. It's, it's, it's deep. They're deep. They're deep mm-hmm. sessions. Like all of the classes, the, the dialogue is beautiful and it's, it's consistent and it flows and it's, and it makes sense. Like it nourishes your mind and your soul too. Like the way that you, you integrate like the movement through how you speak to us and how you bring up certain things like, okay, if this is happening in this position, do this. And if this is happening and if in your mind and if you're, you know, it's just, it's, it's everything. It's, it's a collective and there's balance and it's such a beautiful balance. And I think it's very authentic it's a very authentic approach and I really appreciate it. And it's, it's, it's nice because, you know, for people that prefer workouts at home, which surprisingly I do much prefer it, but sometimes, you know, like to be fair, Holly, like after the dance experience, I actually stopped exercising for a couple of years. And when I came to Canada, I cut it out and I just, I didn't exercise and the, and I couldn't work out why I was like, why can't I just leave the house and go for a walk? Like, why is that so hard for me to leave the house and go for a walk? Like I can't even, I can't even do that. And it was because I was putting so much pressure on myself and expectation that when I did this workout, if if this wasn't the result, then it was pointless. And I had already made a decision that it wasn't going to be the result. And I think that was just the mentality that the mentality that I carried from 
you know, being a dancer and there's always pressure and it's always image and it's always, we're always like, okay, we've got to do it better. We've got to be amazing. Yes. Constantly striving for that perfection. Yes. That is a really tough thing to do. So that's really, yeah. Absolutely. And when I started doing, you know, your videos and listening to the way that you speak through the, through the video and how you connect your, your body and your movement to your, the mental and the emotional, I was like, Oh my gosh, Holly, she's my angel. I can get up. I can do this. Like I can, and I'm yeah, doing, I'm doing your know, classes. You can do anything, hope, like anything <laughs> you want to like, you know, and I think sometimes we're so hard on ourselves. Like, Oh, I do this work and it's got to be perfect. Like for me, teaching in levels and layers is really important because I know in myself, no matter how many Pilates sessions I've done and how strong I'm feeling some days, I physically just don't have it in me. And maybe I want to move, but it's important to have those layers and be like, you know what, today that's enough. And that's, you know, and then you can go, okay, today I can pick things up an option, really challenge myself more. And, you know, those layers are, and you know, it's still a successful workout. It's still a great experience, you know, how, no matter how long it is, no matter how intense it is, you know, having that moment where you're just giving to yourself, because that's essentially what movement is, isn't it? It's like, you're just like you exercise your body, like you'd study, exercise your brain, like you'd study and nourish mm-hmm. it. You, you're just doing the same with your body. You're, you know, it's a, form of self-care so yeah yeah. and the fact that there's no pressure too right like it's 10 minutes or even 20 minutes but it's not there's not there's not this expectation like you have to push through 40 minutes or it's not going to be worth your while you know so there's there's just no expectation and there's no pressure and it's just it's just fantastic so um you know holly I, i commend you with everything that you're doing because uh it's making such a positive difference for for women and, and, and everyone, just human beings in general that want to get out and move their body. And, you know, honey, thank you because you helped me, you know, I was like, Holly, I know Holly. I want to see what Holly's doing. I connected. I started doing your videos and then I had these realizations. I was like, Oh my God, this is what I need. I actually need Holly's voice to, to get me through this. So I can be like, I can do it. I can get back to this and I can do it my way. It doesn't have to be a particular way. So thank you, honey. Oh, my pleasure. You know, I learned something the other day um, about habits and that um, doing something for like an hour, maybe once or twice a week, is going to become less of a habit than if you were to do something 10 minutes each day. So, um, you know, not saying that anyone has to work out each day, um, but, you know, even just something little um, and something that you enjoy, you know, you know, moving our body is such a great thing to do. And so being able to do something that you actually enjoy and do it even for a little amount of time is just like the best thing. And I feel like the best workout you can do is something you enjoy because it means you do do it for the rest of your life. Right. And if we're active and we keep moving our bodies the rest of our life, don't get me wrong. We need our rest days. I am the queen of rest days. Like (laughs) I learned that very quickly in London. Same thing. It's like, cool. I can go really hard every day. We used to have these Nike fuel bands we would measure how much you know movement we'd done and i just go 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 and i realized that if i didn't have a rest day holly could not keep going <laughs> you know there's you reach a point and so just finding these things where it's like we do this you know you can do anything in a day sometimes rest days but just something that you enjoy that you can just do for the rest of your life because movement is something that you know is so beneficial in so many ways and that we kind of think of sometimes as punishment for the body or we've got to do this right. But it's like, no, this is, this is a reward for the body. And it's something that we can love to do each day, you know, and whether, and maybe it's not, 
doing, maybe it's doing Pilates with me online, um, or maybe it's just going for a walk. Maybe it's turning a song on and just having a boogie. Like that's, yeah, it's different for everyone, but yeah. important and yeah, important for people to be, or I try to remind people how great it feels to just breathe. Yeah. And to just give back to yourself. Like you said, it's, it's an act yeah. of self-love and um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's like everyone's starting to really, understand what that looks like now and to all of our listeners as well that are, are listening now i will be leaving all of the links to holly's websites and contact platforms in the show notes so that you can jump on and visit holly and all of the wonderful stuff that holly is doing right now but this episode has absolutely it's going to be in my heart forever like uh, my heart's pumping because it's just so beautiful to be able to sit and chat with you and connect with you and talk about all the beautiful things that you're doing and that you're sharing and giving to the world i'm just i'm so proud of you and you've grown into this beautiful authentic woman and it's it's really i you know i just so i'm so proud of you oh thank you so much for having me i really appreciate you asking me and it's so nice to just like we said earlier, just be able to reconnect, you know, when you haven't seen someone for so long, but we had some really real connections and we went through a time together. That was an intense time together back in those days. It so was. Nice to wasn't you it? You living your best life and like on the other side of the world and just having met someone really special and just like learning and growing, like I'm so impressed and so yeah, inspired by you. And it's just been so nice to reconnect and so kind. I feel like it's selfish being all about me. I just want to know more about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is all about you today. We're celebrating Holly. And so on that note, I would like to fire off three bold and brave questions for you. Ooh, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> so question number one is what is the next bold and brave thing that you are going to do for Holly? Oh, you know what? It's small, but it's um, important. I've been working a lot and I've done little getaways, but I've wanted to do something for my creativity, for my brain. I'm going to take myself to the, um, art, to the art gallery today. Now it's back open, go by myself. And I love, love art so much. I used to go all the time in Sydney. I haven't been to the one in Perth yet. So I'm going to, after my class, go to the art gallery and be bold and go by myself and just enjoy doing something for myself. Little Holly, that is absolutely beautiful. Which um, which art gallery are you going to? I'm just going to be at the um, art gallery of WA. It's just um, next to the train station in the city. Um, is it Northbridge. bad that I've got no idea where that is? I'm from Perth. <laughs> I think just in Northbridge, like just next to the train station. <laughs> I bought past really, really obvious hope, just right there in the middle of the city. Usually. <laughs> No, no one really goes to the city much on purpose. Yeah. Can you please do a, a story so I can reconnect once it, once you, once you're there? Yeah, absolutely. And then I can sure. I, I'll know what you're talking about. Ah, oh, so good. Okay, question two. What do you envision for our world? Oh, that's a big one. I envision for everyone's world just that these, you know, like we have individually when tough times come up, you know, it's upon us it's our chance to learn and grow and expand and become more loving and compassionate I think and I hope that for us as a whole that moving forward that's really what this year is teaching us like is it's been a shit show let's be honest but hopefully you know between all of the issues that have arisen this year that everyone's compassion and empathy is expanded um yeah and we start you know 
thinking about each other's each other more and yeah yeah I hope so I'm with you Holly I think that's uh that's what we need absolutely yeah Yeah. and what's your next mission oh my next mission yeah my next mission oh (laughs) um this is uh usually I'd always have something I'm like big like a big traveler I'm going to this like crazy you know I'm going to go to Burning Man or I'm going to like go and do this but I think that I think at the moment my mission is just um like I was saying I had you know it was a tough time moving to Perth my mission at the moment is just working on me and like building myself back up and nourishing myself after all these challenges this year so again I have more to give you know other places too but just like yeah I think I've got some work to do with that and really trying to focus on that at the moment so making that my mission just the small things filling up yeah. the cup yeah filling up that cup god it yeah was a while ago we're working on filling that right back up again dry yeah. as bones <laughs> literally and it's much needed it's it's definitely something that we all i think it's so easy to give to others and always be concerned about others but it's never as easy to remember for ourselves that if our cup's empty then we can't we can't give any more so we have to we have to fill it up and we might as well enjoy it in the process holly my love i have absolutely loved chatting to you today thank you so much for everything that you're doing and for being bold and for being brave with your growth and putting yourself out there coming onto the platform and being your authentic self and just sharing your light and you know that's inspiring others to to do the same so i want to thank you for doing that and i want to ask you i said three questions but there's one more but it's a it's a it's a fun one so i want to know how i can give back to you today Oh, you know what? You've given to me so much already. Thank you for this experience. It's been really, really lovely to be a part of it. Um, I think the way that you can give to me is just keep on doing you and shining that like amazing light that you always have since I've ever met you. You're such a special human being that has such a big, amazing gift to give this world. So keep just being you and doing everything you do because it's, yeah, like you said, it inspires others, inspires me. It always has. So thank you so much. Yeah. I love just you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I'll just keep doing that then. <laughs> yeah, that. Yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Holly, honey, I'm so grateful to you and the work that you're doing. Thanks for sharing your beaming light with us. And thank you for your courage. Thank you for showing up. And most of all, thank you for being your authentic self. Thank you for being Holly. Oh, thanks, Hope. Thanks so much. <laughs> so, so nice to see you. Oh.